What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit PearlVision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Welcome back to the podcast show. Uh, same podcast, different name, different direction for this year, but still presented by yours truly. So uh, I decided to change the podcast name to Stick With It. And I'm going to start off by talking to you a little bit about what went into that decision and um, what we'll be talking about today and this year. Uh, essentially, well, very quickly, I'm going to talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions uh, mental health and the p- paradox of change that I kind of realized uh, over the break. But before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today, the land that always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Okay, so why did I change podcast name? Well, basically, here's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've been thinking about my biases. And uh, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later too. I was, <laughs> I did another one of those uh, 16 personalities tests. So like I've, I've done it a few times now. I think it was the third time I've done it. And um, and it changed a little bit um, and it made me think, as I was reading through it, I, it made me think a little bit about some of the things that I'm uh, biased about. So uh, I am a very novelty-seeking person. In fact, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show last year, but for the past few months I've been wondering if I might have uh, ADHD uh, like, you know, it's a spectrum thing. I don't think I have particularly strong ADHD, but uh, I do seek novelty massively and I find it hard to, you know, stick with it. I find it really hard to do that. Um, I'm also extremely extroverted. And uh, as a result of those two things, I think that sometimes I can uh, tend to favour change for the sake of change but it's sort of like under the guise of growth and I think the name of the podcast actually it doesn't reflect where I'm at in my life anymore and it's not what I necessarily believe to be a positive thing in the way I did before so the podcast was called purpose driven in 2021 and in 2020 it was called grow your brand so it's changed a lot if you go through the seasons you'll hear the different names. If you're a first time listener on this show, then uh, welcome. Uh, But yes, (laughs) you'll be like, what is this show? So many different things. Kind of ironic considering that uh, I'm talking about the merits, exploring the merits of sticking with something, exploring the merits of slowing down and and finding stillness, which I have to admit is something that has been um, 
somewhat inspired by my girlfriend who is, I would say, in many ways the opposite to me. We actually both did the 16 personalities test, which was quite interesting. Uh, And I really admire the way she just kind of like can – it's like just be present and not not constantly be on the go. Like I kind of feel often, I feel like I have this like motor, you know, on the inside of me and it's going, go, 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 go. You need to do stuff. You need to do stuff. And then I have my first morning coffee and then it's just like all bets off, you know. <laughs> like so I wake up. This is how I wake up. I wake up and I'm like, it's kind of like um, what's her name from Frozen, not Elsa, like the other sister, you know, who goes, the sky's awake so I'm awake. That's what I'm like. I'm just like up and I like kind of jump out of bed and I'm like, it's the daytime, let's do shit, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> which is great. I like waking up like that. But um, at the same time, it's like I already have heaps of energy. Then I go and have a coffee and it's kind of like I'm in like race mode all day. I don't know if you can relate to this uh, while I'm talking about it, but I feel kind of like how many things can I get done in the day? Can I get 20 things done, 30 things done? And it's like I kind of gamify my day. And I think that's partly been for – it's almost been like a soothing thing for me to feel like – oh, I'm worth something if I get heaps of shit done. It's like I don't feel like I'm worth as much as a person if I don't get enough done in my day. And I think I have talked about this on the show before. So what I really admire about my girlfriend is that she kind of can just like be and exist and and just kind of knows that like, yeah, I'm, I'm valuable and like I can just sit here and it's fine and have a cup of tea. I'm like, it's cool. And yeah, I'm like, I want, I want to do that more. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, every year I kind, I kind of do New Year's resolutions. Like I think I was talking to a mate about this before, like, and she made the point of saying, well, you know, like you can have resolutions any time of year. I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. Um, that's very true. But um, I think. There's something about a fresh new year and having a bit of time off work and kind of going, okay, like, what do I, what do I want to achieve? And I thought about that and I was like, why is it about achieving? You know, like, I'm always trying to achieve shit. What do I really need to achieve more? Like, what, what, what am I, you know, is this sustainable? Is this way of life of being constantly on the go? And wanting to be super productive all the time. And, yep, that was my cat jumping up on the desk and nearly deleting half of my podcast episode. Thanks, Mia. All right, you can sit here. Mia says hello, everyone. Um, so there's, yeah, there's something about that kind of, like, achievement thing that I'm rethinking. And, yeah, so I was like, actually, you know, I've come from this perspective that you grow as a person, you evolve uh, by constantly introducing new things all the time, right? Like 
got to stimulate yourself with new stuff and then that will mean that you change for the better. And I'm just sort of questioning that a little bit and kind of going like driven, being purpose-driven has that ring to it, right? It's kind of like, okay, i got to i got to be driven. I've got to be motivated. I've got to be go, go, go. And I was like, I don't, I don't want that to be the focus this year. It doesn't fit with what I, what my New Year's resolution was. So my New Year's resolution was, I guess it technically is still trying to achieve something, but it, with a very different flavor to it. So this year I really want to be more present in my life. I want to focus on being rather than becoming you know I want to focus on living rather than leading and pursuing I want to be mindful of what's happening right now that's full of purpose and meaning rather than trying to seek it outside of myself off in the distance in the future somewhere you know um and as I've been sort of like this shift has sort of been happening subconsciously, it only kind of consciously entered my brain today where I thought about this paradox of change, right, that actually you can't, you know, there's that saying like you can't step in the same river twice, right? You can't actually keep things the same anyway. So change is inevitable. Change happens when you're standing still. And uh, I've been. I've just finished reading Austin Cleon's latest book, which is called Keep Going, which also inspired the title of this podcast. Love Austin Cleon, by the way. I highly, highly recommend checking Austin Cleon out. Uh, brilliant writer, has uh, a few different best-selling books. I've reviewed a few of them on YouTube as well, and I always speak very, very highly of him. Um, and in that he was talking about this, I think it was an artist – or writer, I think, well, I mean, you know, kind of same kind of category, I guess. Um, And she was talking about how her focus for the last year had been watching this tree, you know, outside her window. I can't remember what type of tree it was, but it was a big old tree. So maybe like an oak or an elm tree or something like that. And how it changed with the different seasons. And like, I, I think that image kind of stuck in my mind. And I started thinking like, Change is happening. I don't have to force change. And my growth can be more about contemplating what's happening right now rather than trying to get somewhere in the future because that's what we're constantly told, get somewhere in the future, in the future, in the future. And, again, I think this is what I really admire about my girlfriend is, like, the fact that she doesn't focus that much on the future. Like, sure, there's some things, you know, to think about in the future, but so much of it is more about, being present so with that in mind this podcast I mean it's always changing (laughs) and I'm ironically driving it to change but I really want this year to hopefully uh I guess like walk alongside you and encourage you to stick with the things that are working for you in your life to acknowledge the things that are working uh, because I think there's actually there's a lot of clues in that as well 
So it's not that stick with everything. You know, I've, I did a podcast a while back on, you know, should I quit my job or not? Right. It's not like don't quit your job, stick with it no matter what. Uh, don't get divorced, stick with it no matter what. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, observe what's happening now. And um, I'm like a newbie to this, right? I'm no expert. I'm just kind of like, that's what I mean by walk alongside. Like I'm kind of going through this journey myself and trying to shift from that mindset that we were raised with of what success is. You know, success is something far off in the future that you have to go and strive for and you know, be goal-oriented and kind of going, let's just question that a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm no expert at it. I mean, I'm getting a divorce this year. I'm separated from um, my ex-husband. Like um, I've just changed the title of my podcast. I've had so many different jobs. So I'm not someone who traditionally has stuck with it. But I'm kind of like, all right, let's let's – shift the focus inwards and I'm just going to start to try to be a bit more mindful. I know that's such a cliche word now, but of what's happening around me. So like I said, I did the I did this 16 personalities test again, right? And if you haven't done it before, it's quite interesting. I recommend checking it out. Uh, you can go to 16personalities.com. And um, actually, I did a YouTube video on sort of like how I look at the results as well. Um, if that's something actually that you're interested in, in the next few months, I'm going to be uh, starting to do different types of consultations and things like that. So, uh connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know if you're interested in kind of doing a one-on-one session to talk through this stuff um, because I'm about to be a certified career development practitioner and I'm studying counselling. So I'm kind of like trying to bring those two things uh, together as part of, I guess, you know, I've got a portfolio career. I do lots of different things, but that's one of the things I'm thinking about doing. Anyway, in the meantime, head over to 16personalities.com. You can do a free test. It's actually like A lot of people worry about, oh, if it's free, it must not be good. But I guess this has kind of like got the same uh, methodology or like uh, approach as like open source uh, resources, right? So the idea is because so many people have taken this test, uh, it's actually become really valid and really reliable because you have so much data that you can use to refine and refine the test. You can read about it on the website too if you're interested, they talk about it. Uh, it, it sort of essentially uses, if you're familiar with the Myers, Myers-Briggs um, personality test or the type indicator, it's sort of um, based off that, but they've added a couple of different layers to that and they've combined it with the big five personality traits, which are, considered in psychology to be quite a valuable and valid way of assessing personality. And in the results, once you do this personality test, they talk about some of the things that uh, you might recognize in terms of your career, in terms of your relationships, in terms of your parenting style. So it's kind of like a a holistic view of your life in relation to what other people Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. 
We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Have uh, tend to, to experience uh, in, in their life in terms of their, the personality they have. So anyway, so I have two parts of the thing that are very like thing yeah um (laughs) two aspects of my personality that are very consistent right so it seems like whatever whatever tests I do I always come up as like highly extroverted uh and extroversion is basically about how your sort of how your mind works so uh you can be in you know you can mean extreme ends of extroversion or introversion and you can also be more uh in the middle so I'm on the sort of more extreme end of extroversion. So the the time before I did this, I was like 80% extroverted. And the time I did it this time, I was 67%. Um, so still, you know, on the extreme end of extroversion, but a little bit less. But it's it's consistent. I've never, ever, ever done a test that says I'm introverted. Um, and the other one is uh, between the spectrum between intuitive and observant. So intuitive people tend to be people who are very future oriented, who think about um, the way things could be, the way things might be, the way things could work differently. And people who are observant are the people who are kind of more like what's going on right now. They're very practical. They're looking at this is what I can see in my environment. It's very concrete, right? And Again, on that one, I think I'm like 60-something percent intuitive. It tends to be people who are like creative, people who are scientists, artists, they tend to be more on the intuitive side because they're imagining, they're, they're sort of in imagination world. Um, then you have, so for those, for me, I always come up with those two, E-N, E-N. And then the other two are in terms of um, feeling versus thinking. And uh, prospecting and judging versus judging. So uh, the next one is feeling and thinking. So I'm kind of like almost in the middle of, of this one. Feeling would be you tend to make decisions more based on how you feel and how others feel. And thinking is more about uh, making decisions uh, from the rational lens. So what do I think would be the best decision, not what do I feel would be the best uh, decision. So I was in this uh, test I did, I came up like a little bit more on the T side. Um, So E-N-T and sometimes I've come up as E-N-F. And then the last one, judging and prospecting. When I was younger, I used to always come up as judging. Um, and again, I'm sort of in the middle of this one, but judging and prospecting is basically like judging is very much like planned. You're someone who's like 
cool, I'm going to like write a plan, then I'm going to follow the plan. I like routine. I like having um, things documented. I like knowing what's happening over the next three months. Prospecting is very much someone who's looking at opportunities and going, oh, this just popped up, like let's do it, sort of like a bit more spontaneous, a bit more spur of the moment. So as an adult, I've always come up as P, but when I was younger, like 17, I think, 17 or maybe even 18, I came up as judging. But again, I'm sort of on the cusp. So the last few times I'd done the personality test, I came up as ENFP, which is the campaigner in the words of um, 16 personalities. And they also have this final letter at the end, which is uh, A or T. So A is assertive and T is turbulent. And again, I'm usually on the cusp. So I came up as ENFPA, just just on the A side, assertive. Um, the last couple of times I did this. And when I read the personality sort of um, profile, quite a lot of it fit and it was kind of this idea of like you're someone who wants to influence people and persuade people to do, you know, the campaigner, someone who's like, let's do this, guys, like everyone, let's get involved and do this. Um, and in this one, I came up as ENTP T, turbulent, but just again on the turbulent side. Turbulent in the assertive is almost like to do more with like self-doubt and, you know, how you feel about yourself in the world. I'm not explaining that perfectly. And if you want to read about it again, go to 16personalities.com. They have like so much free stuff you can read about all of this. Um, so I literally, I think it was like 51% turbulent. So I didn't take that, you know, I, t- I took that one a little bit more within the perspective of, okay, this is a spectrum and I'm right on the cusp. Like if I just would have answered one thing as like neutral or slightly disagree instead of slightly ugly, for instance, that could have been what tipped it. Um, and you know, it's, it depends on situations as well. So when we're looking at personalities, we're also looking at like, what's, what's that personality in that situation? So when you asked a question, you might be like, well, in some situations it would be this, in some situations it would be that, um, which is, you know, a good way to, to, to answer, to think about those things. So anyway, I'm going heaps into personalities, which I didn't plan on doing, but What I thought was interesting when I read my personality profile this time, it came up as the debater, uh, which seemed to fit a lot better. So I think maybe I answered this personality test a little bit more, um, you know, accurately, perhaps a little bit less flatteringly as well. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, that really fits. So one of the things that was saying was like, you know, you take into consideration lots of different perspectives. Like even if it's not your perspective, you want to like think through the eyes of like what that person sees and experiences and how they feel about this. And I was like, oh yeah, that definitely is true. Like I have always been into reading nonfiction books for a very, very long time. Like I think from the time I was about 12 or 13, I started reading nonfiction books, maybe even earlier. Um, And I'm like, one of the things I love about it, and, you know, I read fiction too and fiction does this as well, is I'm like, I want to hear what people think about stuff. I don't have to agree with it, but I want to know what people think about it. And then I want to, like, argue both sides. Like, I want to think about what's on this side, what's on that side. Anyway, all of that to say, um, as I was reading through it, I was thinking, oh, yeah, this – 
this is more me. <laughs> and now I can understand a little bit more about my strengths and weaknesses, which is another part of what it talks about, where your strengths and weaknesses are. And what I realized was one of my weaknesses is that I tend to have a hard time being aware of what's going on in the present moment. And I tend to have a little bit of a hard time um, not achieving. Like I really, I really like to push forward to um, achieve things. So it did make me think a little bit more about, all right, well, what can I, how can, how can I challenge myself? Because, you know, I'm starting to, I'm 32, right? And I'm starting to think like, all right, I probably at some point would like to have a family and I probably would like to have the means to have a family, (laughs) like money and stuff. And I probably need to, in order to have those things that I want in the future, I probably need to start adjusting how I'm living a little bit. I just need to think about that from different perspectives, which is, you know, again, it's almost like I can trick myself because I know now a little bit more about my strengths and weaknesses. So I highly recommend doing it for that reason, right? Because you'll be like, oh, yes, I do tend to do this. It might not be that everything that you read in the profile is like accurate, but, you know, if you sit with some of the weaknesses, especially, oh, yeah, I do do that. Like one of the things um, that this came up with as well was like, Sometimes like you upset people, but you don't realize why. And I'm like, oh my goodness, yes, that happens. And I hate upsetting people. I don't really, like I like being agreeable, but when it comes to a debate, I'm like, when it comes to discussing ideas, I'm like, well, no, but we're discussing the idea. We're discussing the merits of an idea or a concept or a belief or whatever. And all bets are off kind of when it comes to people's feelings. But, and that sounds really harsh, but it's like, that's what I do. I don't do it consciously. I do it completely subconsciously. I'm just like, well, hang on. No, but that doesn't make sense. And then sometimes people take that really personally. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't, I didn't mean to, and I don't realize sometimes it just completes. Like, that's why, again, I thought I might have ADHD. Cause I'm like, sometimes it just catches me completely off guard that someone's upset. And I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? I don't, I don't get it. What's happened? Um, anyway, so I felt like I wrote this down before this idea of like having a growth spurt. I feel like I've had a bit of like a emotional growth spurt lately. Um, again, I feel like I need to credit my girlfriend a bit with that because um, like ah, oh, it's really interesting. Like I'm totally going to talk about relationship stuff in this, this year, by the way, I decided. Because also some of my most popular podcasts are to do with my sexuality, um, like sexuality, sexual orientation, gender, gender fluidity, Uh, relationship stuff, like all of that. So I'm kind of like, all right, that's going to come into the podcast. Um, And anyway, (laughs) so it's like, you know, when you're with someone who actually like inspires you to be a better person and they kind of like challenge you on something and then you're like, oh, I got to take that on board. Oh, that's a good point. Anyway, that's, that's what I have now. And like, I think I just really, it's not like, uh, I don't, I don't, have my girlfriend on a pedestal it's not that I don't tend to put people on pedestals but I it's more like I'm kind of like all right I really need to listen because I have a lot of respect for you and I have a lot of admiration for you and if you say something I'm actually going to pay attention to it you know I think it's like 
probably I haven't really let someone in this much before. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, when you let someone in this much, then you kind of do want to listen to what they have to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that sounds weird to come to that realisation at 32, but anyway, I, um, I'm really good at being so seemingly open and candid that people often don't realise that I actually don't tend to put my – the things that I'm really terrified of telling people, the things that I'm really terrified about being vulnerable about, I don't actually really share or show or – um, well, not consciously anyway, maybe I accidentally slip up and show that stuff sometimes. But it's sort of like I think I've spent most of my life feeling like I like I've just it's like I got I, I believed my fakeness, you know, so it's like I put on this mask because it wasn't really safe to be myself. But I, I, it's like I had this like deep feeling that it wasn't okay to be myself. Like it, I didn't wasn't conscious of it, right? I was like, no, 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 this is not okay. Like I grew up in a very homophobic environment, for instance. And it's like, oh, it's, it's not okay to be myself. But I, I tricked myself so well that I couldn't, I couldn't access the part of me that was real, you know. And, uh, and now it's like all of that stuff is coming to the surface in this relationship that I'm in and in me being myself because I'm kind of like, all right, like, like I went to like my first like big over the break. Sorry, guys, this is a complete tangent. If this is your first episode, <laughs> this is what I do sometimes. <laughs> um, I did want to talk a bit about the break, actually. So that's where I'm going now, like done with the 16 personality stuff. It was very interesting. My point with that was just that it it helped me to reflect on some things and it made me feel inspired about doing things a little bit differently this year. Now, um, back to my tangent. <laughs> so I, um, what was the thing I was talking about? Oh yeah. So I went on, um, so like one of my cousins got married and he had like a picnic in the park and it was like my first big family event that I was going to where I, like, I, I, had, I guess I had kind of come out as bisexual on Facebook a while ago and then um, I came out as gay on my podcast, like this podcast, if you've listened to the show before, and, and sort of like casually, like I just, I basically just one day was like, cool, like here's a photo of me and my new girlfriend on Facebook and I was like, ta-da, like that could be mean that I'm bisexual but as I said in a podcast which is actually my most popular podcast on am I a lesbian or bisexual? I was like, yeah, I'm gay. Um, took me a long time to realize that. Anyway, so I went to my first like family event, like being openly gay with my girlfriend. And before I went, I was like terrified. Like I was so um, anxious. Like it was actually quite strange for me because I feel quite comfortable around my family and stuff. And what I've realized now in hindsight is probably it's because it was actually like I was really showing myself, you know, and I don't do that, but I think I do. What I tend to do actually is I tend to just redirect the attention to someone else and I tend to talk about ideas. I like talking about ideas. I don't tend to talk about like here's what's going on with my feelings. Very rarely. Like I do sometimes, 
um, with a few people that are close to me, but uh, I've really been trying to in the last, I would say, seven months or so be like a lot more vulnerable, like really actively trying to take the mask off. And back to the paradox of change, the thing is, is like, yes, I had like one big, really big disruptive change, right? Um, I basically, I came down to Sydney, got stuck in lockdown. My ex and I decided to break up. I came out as gay, moved to Sydney, like all very quickly. It was, it was pretty dramatic, you know, because I like to do things. I like to do things big, right? <laughs> and, um, but now I'm kind of like, okay, so that happened. But actually, like... Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this... Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an IT guy. Yeah, I'm having trouble logging in. I'm not buying it. Say it again, this time with feeling. I can't log in? Come on, man. I want to feel your struggle. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. A lot of the change stuff, it's not from me going and seeking out things. Some of it is, right? But so much of it has been with me going like, okay, like I'm just going to... I'm just going to do my life now, right? I'm not going to think too much about the future. I'm going to take things as they come and uh, I'm going to keep learning things and I'm going to be really present in the moment. And I'm like, change happens not from changing things sometimes. Sometimes change happens because it's like things have changed and then it's like you observe yourself in that. It's like what's happening for me now? What's happening for me? This thing has changed. It could be something that's very sad. It could be something that's really joyous. It could be something that's both. Um, this external thing has happened. What am I observing? Like I didn't control that, right? It just happened and what's how's that affecting me? Um, so I kind of like let me give you a really concrete example of something that changed for me that I didn't try to change, right? So usually I'd be like, here's the goal. How am I going to get there? Da, da, da. Uh, for the last, I would say, four years or so, maybe longer, I've really struggled to get into my writing and reading. So I grew up constantly reading, right? Like I was always reading something I love reading um and you know like I would get busy with school sometimes and stuff and and reading would take a back seat a little bit but pretty much always been an avid reader and I also have always written like I started writing short stories when I was five and I started I'm not saying they were any good but I was writing <laughs> I remember it was like on one of those old Macintosh computers with like the really like big you know desktops like the and then the 
yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it was a Mac, yeah, Mac desktop, really big, and like those keyboards that are like really thick, and you have to like, yeah. Anyway, I think I even typed some up on a typewriter because um, my mum had this old typewriter. Anyway, so I started writing short stories when I was like five, and then I've had a, I've been keeping journals and diaries since I was nine, which is pretty cool because like I can look back. I, I actually did that not too long ago. I looked back and started like um, typing out stuff from when I was nine. It was, it was pretty cute. Um, so I've always written. And um, and I wanted to be a writer at one point. I loved writing. Writing was like this real um, sort of like beautiful way of it's escaping is the wrong word. It's like getting in flow, you know, like this just this beautiful way of sitting down and being with myself and finding a way to be with myself that was comfortable, right, and have this outlet where I could see myself reflected back on, to me on the page. Like it's such a great learning tool and reflective tool. And anyway, so I've really, I really missed it, but I just couldn't for the last few years, like, yeah, I would occasionally read, but not like I used to read. And I'd almost like dread it. Like I'd be like, oh, I don't want to read. Like I've got nothing to read. I felt stuck. I felt um, like I was in some sort of rut. I didn't feel inspired. And like I was in for the last four or five years, that's been when I've been running my business, right? Sometimes I mistakenly um, assume that I think we all do this, right? Like a correlation is not causation. So, oh, I quit my job, started my own business. I read less. Maybe it was starting the business that, that caused that. And it could have been, but not necessarily. And now with more data, I don't think so. So, stopped reading I was still I was kind of forcing myself to write but not enjoying it um because I had to write for work and stuff right um not all the time I tried to find ways out of it I would outsource it as well and you know sometimes writing becomes you know it became a bit more my job and I've kind of moved away from that really moving away from writing as my job and um not as a writer like you know what I mean like copy and stuff like that so I'm assuming you know what I mean. You know, like in the marketing space, you write. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's been going on for ages. And then just recently in the last couple of months, I just wanted to read again. I've just been like really enjoying reading. I read a couple of books like really quickly over the break and um, it was really, really enjoyable. I was like, oh, I really like this. And then I also started writing um, and I wanted to write so much that I actually like purchased something on the Daily Om, which is like um, a weekly, so they give you like weekly prompts to to help you kind of journal, and um, which has been awesome. I've done the first two already and it's basically like, you know, you do one a week for the year. So it's like... I'm really enjoying writing again. This is great. This is like I have so much to say and it's helping me see things clearer and make better decisions and like just just appreciate more of what's going on in my life, right? Because I'm like, oh, it's so full. Like today I am um, – so I got one of those like moleskin uh, daily journals and I've just started writing um, like in the days, like kind of like a bit of a snapshot of what's happening in the day. Uh, and it was, it's inspired by a couple of people. So, um, someone I used to work with, uh, did that and he's been doing it since he was a kid, I think. So he has like these literally has never had a break, did it every year. Um, 
and I remember him sharing that at work once and I was just like, that is such a cool idea. I still didn't do anything for the next few years. I'm doing it for the first time this year. And also um, David Sedaris, I just b- bought his um, – like a copy of his diaries uh, from 1977 to, I think, what is it? Can I see it from here? 2002. 1977 to 2002. It's called Theft and Finding. Um, And so, and I'd done David Sedaris's course, like on his masterclass thing. And I was like, I just need to, I don't, I, I like, I want to, I want to write. And it doesn't take that long. And it's such a beautiful exercise, right? To like just capture some of the things that are happening in the day. Um, but I didn't mean for either of those things to change. I was sad. I felt like I'd lost something, but I had put it down to like, oh, it's because I've, I'm creating so much and I've got a business and stuff. Like I just, you know, I can't have too much input and output outside of that. And for whatever reason, the last few months that's changed and I didn't mean for it to change. It's just happened and I'm so happy about it. It's like, oh, it's like I got my power back. That's what I feel like. I feel like I got my power. I'm like, this was something I always did. Like I just always naturally – I didn't have to get told to do it. Like my parents didn't tell me to read. Like they just bought me books <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I will take that and go and read that, you know. Um, like I was encouraged, I guess, like – but uh, just at the beginning, like my mom was like, oh, yeah, if you want to write a story, like here's an exercise book to write one. I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to do this, you know. Um, I was homeschooled for those of you who don't know, by the way. So well, I was homeschooled in primary school. I went to high school. So um, my mom did kind of give me a bit of structure with that. Like she was kind of like, oh, you want to write a story, you know. Um, but I remember just taking it to, to like um, what, what, what's the saying? Like a fish to water? Is that the saying? um so it's like I suddenly feel like I've got my power back I've got me back and going back to what last year was supposed to be about it was supposed to be about this podcast stepping into your power right and that meant something to me but I think I think that's still true I I want I want to talk about how we can step into our power but I think it's also like Maybe it's not stepping. Maybe it's not about being driven. Maybe it's just about being. Um, So that's my kind of, this is going to be my experiment for the year. Can I be more still? Can I slow down? And will I find that I can experience more, observe more, grow more as a result of not trying so hard to do all of that? You know, instead of being filled with anxiety to become a better person, I want to be filled with gratitude for being able to be the person that I am and learn more about who that person is. Um, so, yeah, if you'd like to go on that journey with me, please um, please do stick around. Uh, so... I talked about I can read and write again. I just basically, the way I've structured this podcast, guys, I just wrote myself a bunch of questions and I'm talking through them. So, yeah, that's that's my process. <laughs> that's my process for podcasting. Um, what was my mental health like uh, in 2021? I actually wrote 2022, but I said was, so I think I mean 2021. Um, well, you could probably have a guess. 
I think you can hear from what I'm saying that there's all there was a lot of turbulence. There was a lot of um, trying to figure stuff out. Last year was definitely a year of trying to figure stuff out. And I think my episodes reflected that. Uh, I think a lot of people were doing that, right, because we're in the second year of the pandemic, sort of like here in Australia we're kind of, um, you know, going what's going on, one week it's this, one week it's that. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time in lockdown in the end. Um, I mean, Melbourne did more than Sydney. Melbourne's had a lot of lockdowns. I really feel for you guys. But a lot of friends down there and um, I know it's been full on. Uh, Sydney hasn't been as bad, but we still did have like a good, I think it was like three months, like June, July, August, or maybe even four months. July, yeah, July, August, September kind of started opening up in October yeah so like four or five months of like things being relatively restrictive um and I think when that stuff happens like our mental health definitely gets affected right like um in different ways I think whether you're introverted or extroverted uh we all need community we all need people and there's something about changing like simple things like your environment like sitting in a cafe going to work um that can that can help to bring meaning to our lives that can help uh, structure uh, relationship building and things like that. Um, But, yeah, I feel like overall it was just like I feel like I was kind of the butterfly coming out of the uh, chrysalis, you know, like I just I kind of – or the cocoon, (laughs) chrysalis, cocoon. Um, I feel like – there was a lot of seeking, but then by the end of the year, I kind of felt like actually by July, August, there was a lot of change, but I still felt so much more like myself. And there was a lot of joy in that. And there was sort of like grief as well, because it was like, I had realized certain things about myself that made me grieve for the loss of who I could have been in a sense. Like I'm 32. I've just realized all these things. And like, what does that mean, you know? Uh, and probably also points again to the fact that, like, it's ironic because I've been someone who is like, I, you know, from the time I was about 19, 20, I was really like, I want to live a life that's true to myself. I don't want to live by the expectations of others. I want to do my own thing. And that was something really important to me. But then I couldn't see this, like, big obvious thing in in my life that, like, was, was kind of, not like I was really living to expectations of others and not even expectations of others today, expectations of others from when I was a child, you know. Um, that was That's kind of ironic. And I think I didn't do well with being cooped up <laughs> in the house after I'd just been like, cool, all right, like I've just made this big realisation and now I'm in lockdown. All right, cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of grateful for it as well because I think I'm in the fortunate privileged position of being someone who didn't have to worry about surviving that much, you know, like I wasn't worried about my my finances were good enough, you know, my situation was good enough to get by. So that wasn't stressful. But what was stressful um was feeling like I couldn't get out and connect with people. I felt like I really needed people around me and it was hard to 
have that. I found that in really small ways, like walking with close friends. Like that was huge for me. Just doing that made a massive difference. I felt like I was anxious for the first part of the year and ironically like that also was so when I was in Townsville and I like I was going out heaps and I was drinking more and I was trying to make Townsville and the the relationship I was in work uh I had all the freedom but I didn't feel it's like I felt like I don't know it was, I guess it was kind of almost like I was on holiday and almost like I was ho- on holiday for myself like I was just Ah, oh, just go with it, Lauren. See, like, this is change. Adapt to the change. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then when uh, everything was quite restricted, it was like in one way I was freer. Um, but I think all in all, it was like just this year. It was a big year of change. And now I'm like, all right. Instead of me doing the thing I normally do, which is like. Novelty, novelty, novelty. I almost like I'm addicted to novelty. Um, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I like a bit of newness. Everyone does. That's that's fine. I'm not tr- going to try to change that about myself. But also there's a lot of novelty in life, like just in the day-to-day without doing anything. There is a lot of novelty. You just need to know how to look for it. So I want to really try to focus my attention more on that. And I think – that's going to really help with my mental health moving forward, like being more mindful, being more still, being all of those things I've already talked about. I'm I'm really hopeful about that. Uh, all right, the other question I wrote for myself is um, what am I doing for my career in 2022? And I'm curious about what you're doing for your career in 2022. This year is predicted to be – the um the 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 year of the great resignation lots of people are uh, and it's already kind of started lots of people are changing jobs changing careers uh doing new things which i think is really exciting um for me what i'm doing is uh for the next few months i'm working at least the next few months i'm working with Balance the Grind and the Nudge Group, which I'm very excited about. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Balance the Grind, if you haven't heard of it before, is a really, really cool title, balancegrind.co. Perfect for the kinds of people that I believe listen to this podcast, actually. So definitely check it out. It's got lots of um, interview write-ups from people who are working in all sorts of different areas, really inspiring. Um, Also, like, things like daily routines, like, how to, um, you know, Elon Musk's daily routine or um, uh, Michelle Obama's daily routine, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's really, really good. And um, the, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be working with the team there uh, starting next week, which will be great. I'll still be running my own business. Um, so I'm doing that a few days a week um, with Balance the Grind and – I have a couple of other projects that I'm working on with clients. So I'm pretty much like in this rare situation where I don't have to find more work for the at least I would say f- next four months I don't have to find work and potentially longer. I'm also finishing up my, um, I mentioned it before, my career development practitioner course 
and I'm doing counseling, right? So I'm studying counseling, but I've like <laughs> took a major, like <laughs> that went on the back burner last year. I didn't, don't think I did anything. Oh, I did like maybe one assessment submission. I'm like so far behind with that, uh, which I do believe is okay, but I probably should double check that. So I do that with um, AIPC and it's a great course. It's just that it's, it requires self-direction. And when it comes to study for me, I'm not great with self-direction. I run, even though I, I'm saying ironically, even though I've been um, a homeschooler and I like had to teach myself, maybe that's why I find it hard. But it's like, if I don't have like due dates, it's like even if I create them for myself, I'm just like, no, nah, but that's not real. And it's like I need the pressure of like someone going, no, no, you have to hand this in or like you will fail the course. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Um, with work, I'm a lot better with due dates, but with study, I just I need the the pressure. So um, I think I'm going to try to get back into that once I finish the career development course. And then the other thing I'm doing is um, so I had the honour of being asked by my sister who is engaged um, to be the celebrant at her wedding. And I'm not a celebrant. <laughs> I'm not a qualified celebrant. So she said, um, can you become a celebrant and do be a celebrant at my wedding? And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course I can. My like baby sister's getting married. So um, I'm going to be doing that course at some point this year, just, just for, for her wedding. And maybe I'll pick up a couple of other gigs, but I just, I was so honored. I was like, of course I will, I will do that. So I mentioned before that I have a portfolio career and um, for those of you who don't know what it is, essentially it just means that like you sort of have multiple things that you've, you're doing. Um, that's not the official definition, but it's like, so I have like my business, uh, I do some contracting work, I study some in some other areas, I pick up little bits and pieces here and there um, and I've got lots of things kind of, lots of different projects. So I don't have a career in the sense of like, right, like I am a marketer and now I'm going to do, get a marketing job and then I'm going to work my way up in the marketing profession. I'm like, yes, I can do growth marketing. That's the thing that I do, but it's not like, that's not my career. My career path isn't like limited to that, right? And, and it's pretty common now. Like a lot of people, one will have lots of different types of jobs, but also the direction that they're going in might not be to have one particular job that like pays ev for everything, right? Like they might have, you know, different revenue streams, different income streams. Um, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that. If you're interested, we can talk about that at some point this year. Um, but anyway, like I think the sticking with it thing, like I said at the outset of this podcast, my goal isn't to sit there and convince you that you should stick with your job or uh, change your job, um, but it will definitely come into to what we're talking about to think about those things. What I mean by stick with it is more like how do you sit with, we talked about this a little bit on the last show of the last season, right? Like sometimes you need to sit with like your negative emotions. You need to sit with what's going on around you. You need to be aware of what you love and what you hate. You need to be aware. We've, we've explored these kinds of concepts on the show before. Um, and I think just jumping from job to job, for instance, um, well, that's not necessarily going to change anything for you. It feels like it is because we're changing something external. 
And then, like, have you ever had that thing where you change jobs and then you're like, oh, my God, this is exactly the same. I've got these toxic people around me. I'm doing stuff I don't want to do. I don't like my manager. But I've, like, moved jobs. I mean, sometimes people move countries. Sometimes people move cities, you know, and it's like, you know, or they change their whole career and they're like, I'm still not happy. Like um, the same in relationships, right? It's like if I just change my relationship, then I'll be happy. But I think it's more about like, all right, stick with it. Observe what's going on. Reflect. Write about it. Talk about it. And then make an informed decision. Brainstorm your options. And it might be that, The option for staying is the best one, but maybe with a different attitude, you know. So one thing that I've realized recently is like, oh, like I don't have to have like one, any one project be everything to me. You know, I don't have to have like, oh, this gives me all my fulfillment and all my meaning, you know, Um, or I get from my career, I get all my fulfillment and meaning. No, some of the things that bring me the most fulfillment and meaning are outside of that, Um, which brings me to the other aspect of this new direction for the podcast, which is um, I said in the new show description that it's sort of like as I'm preparing for this like next stage or new stage of life. Um, So like I said, I'm 32, probably do want to have a family at some point. Um, And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of meaning and fulfillment, I believe, that comes from like raising kids, right? Like, I don't have kids, but I have, like, my little brother just turned 18 yesterday. So, I like, I've watched him grow. Like, I, I was 14 when he was born, right? Um, so, like, I know what that feels like and I know how much meaning that brings and, like, I know how important, ha- like, being able to um, – encourage curiosity is to me you know and I know how having a really like good meal or watching something really funny or playing a board game like all of those things actually bring a lot of meaning to my life I think one of the traps that I fell into last year and probably for the last few years is thinking that all of my meaning had to come from my work had to come from my business that's what I was building it for to have all this meaning and once I landed on the right thing and made the right decisions, then everything would be fine. And now I'm kind of like, no, like there's good things that come from my work for sure. It's great. I, I love what I do. I love all the things that I do. Otherwise I wouldn't do them. But it doesn't mean that I get everything from it. It's like the same with relationships. I don't get everything from one person, you know. I have lots of different relationships and I get different things from those. And what I'm also starting to realize is that there's limitations to people and the type of relationship you can have with certain people. And that's okay. It's like, I don't need to change that, you know, Um, that's all right. So um, I'm sort of preparing for the next stage of my life in the sense of, I'm like, I can't, I can't keep, I don't believe I can sustain what I've been doing forever because it's very chasey. It's like chasing after stuff. What I am preparing for is uh, being able to make the most of what I have now and then then, you know. Um, That feels a lot more sustainable. So preparing to be a parent 
not saying that I'm going to be a parent anytime soon, but I'm like, that's going to take a while for me to like prepare for that. That's like, that's like a full on thing. That's like a big project. Way scarier to me than starting a business, becoming a parent. Way, way scarier. Um, so I'm going to finish up in a sec, but I kind of, I guess I wanted to finish off with a question, which is, is there more to be gained from the future or the present? You know, and the thing is with the future is the future is always not here. So it's kind of this, I think it's like we're in, we can think of it as either like the present is the future because we imagine the future and now we're here. Or we can think of like the future is never coming, <laughs> you know, like because it's always, it's always, we've never arrived at the future. It's always just there out there in front of us. And I don't know that it's particularly valuable to worry about it too much. Like how many of us would have thought that we would have been going through a pandemic for the last two years, you know, like, um, so I'm like, yes, I, I still plan for the future in the sense of I've got that in my, like, oh yeah, I'll probably in, you know, a period of time, I'll want this, like the parenting thing. Okay. Say I want to become a parent in five years. All right, cool. Like that's going to, I need to learn about stuff, but it doesn't feel like I can't enjoy what's happening now. What I used to feel like is until I arrive, I can't enjoy my life. And I don't feel like that anymore. I feel more like I'm really going to make the most of this time because there's other things that I want to experience in the future, which will be there. And then I'll enjoy that there then, but I'm going to really enjoy what I have now because there's so many good things that are happening right now. And I don't want to miss out on any of it. And I think that's what's I, I think that's probably what's helped me with the reading and writing more because it's like I'm – because I'm slowing down, because I'm observing things more I want, I feel more inspired to write. And when it comes to reading, I'm just like it's such a – there's so much that you can get in such a short period of time from reading, you know. Like um, I guess it's similar to podcasting in some ways, but it's like you can see and experience how someone else has lived and it's like all of their – knowledge you can get just from reading a book so in like five hours what's it's taken like say five years for someone to put together you get in like five hours of reading it that's incredible you know how how amazing is that so um yeah I just I'm looking forward to doing a lot of reading and a lot of writing this year um I think this is going to be a monthly show I'm not sure it could go back to weekly I've I was thinking it was going to be monthly, um, but with the new direction it's going in, I feel like a little bit more um, invigorated to kind of come back and do more episodes. So if you have any particular strong opinions about that, please feel free to message me on LinkedIn and let me know. Um, and if you want to connect with me, LinkedIn is the best way to do it. Uh, so just head over to LinkedIn, type in Lauren Cress, you'll find me. Thanks so much for listening to uh, my old, new, new, old podcast. Um, stick with it. I would really appreciate if you haven't had a chance already, if you could give this show a review and um, hopefully a positive one, <laughs> give it a, a rating at the very least. So you can just go, if you're on Apple, for instance, you just go like five stars, hopefully. Uh, and you can also have the choice of writing a review. If writing a review feels like too much of an extra step, that's cool. If you do have a minute or so, please review it. Um, please support the show by sharing it with people who you think will enjoy it. 
Um, and the other thing that you can do if you really want to go the extra mile to support this show, if you're kind of like, oh, I'd love to shout Lauren a, a cup of coffee, I think they'd really enjoy it, uh, just go to uh, Kofi, so ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress, and you can shout me the price of a cup of coffee. So you essentially shout me a coffee. I drink coffee every day, so um, it would it would really mean a lot to me. Uh, and you can do it as like a one-off thing. You can buy me a few cups of coffee or you can also do a monthly thing, which is the most helpful. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and uh, you're still getting a lot out of it, um, please do consider heading over to Kofi and doing that for me. Really, really appreciate anything that you can contribute there. Uh, have a fantastic week. Have a brilliant start to the year and I'll talk to you next time. Cheers, guys.